When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write weekly columns for all sorts of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't do any of that shit, I just do the show. Joining me today, she is a really great friend of mine. She's a great friend of the show. She's been on the podcast a bunch of times. She just started a comedy festival called List of Demands, and your boy here is going to be on it. We'll talk about that at the start of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Gritman. Also joining me, he's also part of the List of Demands comedy festival. He's also a really funny comic who has a great podcast called Bleak and Review that I have been on. Maybe you listened to it. If you didn't, you are clean fucking up. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Anderson. It's going to be a great show. Well, of course we're recording. The clock is running. <laughs> it's synced up to each other. I'm trying to get Why the glue are you off touching my your teeth? I'm trying to get do? the glue off my fingers. Did you do cocaine before you got here? <laughs> or are you massaging your gums? I got... Has uh, the podcast started? I got How super glue. <laughs> I got super glue on my fingers trying to put a bobblehead back together yesterday, and I've been trying to bite it off for like 12 hours. Do they use super glue in bobbleheads? Why were you using super Well, I just glue? had some for like any time. Say, imagine there wouldn't be a lot of bobble if it was glue. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be Seems a like stiff neck. Well, it was the part of the base that needed to hit, like the head part popped off, and I needed to get it back on the base. Oh, was that for the Groot? Yeah, it was for my Groot on yeah. my desk. I had a little Guardians of the Galaxy Groot thing on my desk, and I was going it back together, and I covered myself in glue. Okay, so Kevin Anderson's here. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How's I did it not, going? I'm good. My fingers are clean, man. Thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> How are you doing, Adam? I am just fantastic. Good. Glad to hear it. Thank you for having me. Recording lots of podcasts. Yeah. We're recording this the day before Thanksgiving. I yeah. Know. I'm going to Big Bear, and I'm still going to have super glue on my fingers. That was Vanessa Gritton. Hi! <laughs> Obviously. Vanessa, how have you Who been? Else? Other than the super glue, fantastic. Yeah. Exhausted. What, what have you been up to since, uh, uh, since I saw you last? It's been a while. It has. I Don't. didn't do it. I didn't do it. We all love the band Stained, but I'm not going to do it. You can't say this. It's been a while. <laughs> I can't say it's been a while without Kevin breaking into, it's been a while. Yeah. So. That's, that seems perfectly reasonable. What's your... What's your objection to that? Uh, it happens all the Hit time. Hit it, Brett. Ah, you shit. You know, the hardest <laughs> part of the show for me is the first few minutes. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. Super glue. When all I really want to talk about is what I've been up to since last week. Oh, yeah. And that's why we call the segment This Week in Me. Yes. <laughs> it's about to get intense. <laughs> what's on Adam's fingers? <laughs> You don't want to know. <laughs> All right. See? I told you it was going to get intense. Fade it out, Brett. 
There's no Brett. I know. I was going to say. Is Brett, miss you. So uh, we have a whole thing to talk about uh, as far as the podcast topic. But first, we have to talk about your comedy festival. My festival. Yeah. You uh, put together a goddamn comedy festival. In like three weeks. <laughs> I'm yeah. so tired. There's still like 10 days left. Um, so the night of the election, Kevin and I were hosting our mic. And it was in the middle of the mic that we got the news about the election. Uh, <sighs> so yeah. me and former guest uh, Joe K just held each other and sobbed a bunch. Makes sense. Uh, the next day. Shout out to Joe K. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Joe we'll K. have him on again soon. I love that man. Uh, the next day was actually me and Kevin's anniversary. Yep. And I woke up sad and not really down to party. And it wasn't until I started talking to someone else that we were talking about donating to charities. So I had the idea for a one-day festival. And then other former guest, Andy Sell, offered to help out. And then so did Eric Escobar. And then we got Chelsea Quinn on board. And then the one-day festival became seven days. Mm-hmm. Right. From November 30th to December 7th. And each day, it's just going to be packed of different shows all within walking or short driving distance from each other that you can hop to. And each one, we're going to be donating to different charities. Right. So we have the NAACP, the ACLU, the Trevor Project, Trans Lifeline. NAMBLA. No way. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was what I it was. almost said yes because of acronyms. <laughs> yes, and. The Trump campaign. Uh, <laughs> more money. No, just, it's over, but just give him more money anyway. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just send him more money because. Yeah. On, on that, real quick on that topic, I want to bring up a story. Vanessa kind of breezed past, but we were literally driving to our anniversary dinner the day after the election, and she's still planning this festival and we had booked this like fancy restaurant like got reservations way in advance and i felt so guilty like i felt like we were out celebrating <laughs> like oh, like yeah. people are like what's the occasion i want to just be like oh you know the election for sure <laughs> 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 and they'd be like oh okay but like you know it was mostly white people there so i think we would have been safe they looked fine nah. considering they were ordering marie antoinette themed cakes yeah that was, uh, that was ridiculous. no joke there were marie antoinette themed cakes ordered them they ordered so many of them mm. we watched them like swinging around as it was a it was a mannequin head with a three foot tall cotton candy hair piece on it and then like a fancy cake in front of it and it was the let the meat cake cake oh my god cake 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 <laughs> cake, cake, cake. <laughs> oh other charities c-a-a-r and i forgot the other ones are shit Trans they're gonna Trans there's Life a Life? there's a yes. charity called shit <laughs> <laughs> It's uh oh, dude! I wish I could think of a good idea. Suburban, suburban okay, homes, no, suburban suburban homes in, in Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're having really hard times these days. Yeah. <laughs> suburban. Their Thanksgivings are about to be hella awkward. That's true. Yeah. Um, that is true. But yeah, there's um, I have them all on an event page that I I have one that's just to save the date, and I'm actually making a website for it now. And we're gonna have Unpops as a like the Unpop stand up show. Yeah. Uh, on our Saturday date. And it's going to be from 2 to 4 at Foregrounds. And this is a fantastic space because right within the venue, you can get tattoos and beers. And there's oh, like I'm getting stuff. a tattoo then. Let's we get are, tattoos. We have a charity. We have our logos. Gonna, they're going to be doing $30 charity tattoos of our uh, logo for the festival. So and it's all a raised oh, fist. Nice. So, yes. And it's like a raised fist coming out of a heart because we also love things. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <Yeah. laughs> So that's all. Where, where, is the, where is my show at from 2 so to 4? Your show is at Foreground. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that's that, in LA. That that's in LA. It's like an and art stu- art space. Yeah, kinda. it's like an art studio Outdoor. art space. Fitting mm, <laughs> artist that I am. The tour Adam Todd As he Brown. Puts a barefoot on a chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm sitting in gym shorts and a Mickey Mouse. Shirt. <laughs> I was say the faded Mickey Mouse tee. 
Uh, I bought it faded. Thank oh, you okay. very much. Awesome. Yeah. Wait, so you were wasted when you bought it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in a there Banksy faded. piece, you uncultured swine. Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> that, one, that was him, right? Yep. Yeah, so two, from 2 to 4, that's Saturday, December 3rd at yep. Foreground. I haven't asked any of these people I gonna, yet. I but was going to say. It's a free l- show. Yeah, free show. It's a free show. Come out and get a tattoo. And those some beer. Those aren't free. Buy some <laughs> beer. Uh, all the proceeds are going to go to charity. There's going to be a charity bucket. I'm I'm expecting uh, to ask a bunch of people who've been on Unpops. <laughs> I haven't yeah. asked yet, but hey, considering they all go for it, Greg Edwards and Matt Lee will be there. <laughs> uh, Chet Wild probably too. Perfect. The White Wine True Crime ladies. Yeah, Carrie Martin yep. and Caitlin Cut. If I can get them, you guys, to come it's going to be like a comedy white elephant gift. You don't know what you're getting in the box, but it's good or. Adam gave you some dog food. Or I'm just <laughs> going to do two solid hours. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that'll Thir- leave th- me improvising for about 45 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes do of not, heavy breathing. Which you do not want. <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes are going to be Adam just listing movies that don't get enough credit as, as much. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah, hey, It's a free show. What the last you? 10 <laughs> minutes are going to be me taking the mic and shouting about every white elephant gift I've ever had that's bullshit. That's They're all good. bullshit. That's yeah. true. You never get. I got body butter once. Oh, Lame. I love body butter. Well, so you should have got it. <laughs> you want to trade? I want a telescope, and I actually did get dog food one year. Uh, <laughs> that seems. Unf- just, that seems like it's like just evil. straight up mean. Who's gonna do that? Fifth graders. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. fifth graders. Fucking fifth graders. Fucking monsters. I bet they'd all vote for Trump. Yeah, if they if they had the capacity, if to. given the chance, <laughs> fifth fucking monster. They're all on the same reading level, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just keep calling kids pieces of shit for the rest of this. Podcast. I'm into that. I'm into Super that. Super fun. Yeah, fuck so, fifth graders. <laughs> so that's gonna be. <laughs> so Vanessa's fuck fifth graders festival. FFF. It's the list of demands festival. Mostly because it's we, we have our own little bio explaining why we're called the List of Demands Festival. But also, if I'm honest, like we have this beautiful reason where it's like we demand love and unity and blah blah. But also, it's it's a Saul Williams song. I yeah, really how like. great is that fucking Saul Williams? <laughs> song? It's my favorite Saul Williams song. And so I was like, what kind of like what do I name this? And I immediately thought of this song. And I feel like Adam's gonna play it. Uh, and I immediately thought of this song. And I was just like, I can't name a festival anything other than List of Demands. Especially yeah. for the sentiment of the song. What was the uh, what was the backup one that you had? It was like uh, we we had t- put your dukes up. Yeah, put your dukes up, which I feel like is more of like a, it sounds like like a like a Notre Dame kind of thing. Like <laughs> we're the fighting, we're the fighting LGBTQ community. Oh, here we go. If you know your Nike commercials, <laughs> that's how I found it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw the commercial, I was like, that's the raddest CeeLo song I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> Have you heard nope. his, uh, he has an album title, I don't care to say out loud. No, go 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 for it. I know exactly. What's weird is Trent Reznor produced that album. I know, album. Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor produced Saul Williams' album, The Rise and Liberation of Niggy Tardust. Oh. <laughs> it's the album title. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's easier to say than that Nas album title. Uh, but it's honestly beginning to end one of the best albums I've That's ever heard. That's a fantastic and album. And he has the best version of Sunday Bloody Sunday yeah. I've ever heard. Like, it's not even U2's anymore after you hear that version. Yeah. Like, the it's way Johnny Cash took, like, claimed hurt from yeah. Nine Inch Nails, that's what he did to U2's Sunday Bloody this Sunday. This is such a great fucking song. I love this song. And if you've ever, like, 
when I go to the gym and I feel tired, I listen to this or the black or the berry because, like, in my head, for some reason, I kick into this, like, you can't fight the power with chafed thighs. Like, and <laughs> <laughs> that's what gets me going. When I'm at the gym, I'm just listening to Kling and M the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reference. Call back. It's a callback to call, a completely call separate back. podcast. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, 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 indeed. <laughs> yeah, this is God, a jam, this song's good. This is good. Yeah, it's really good. Everybody listen to Saul Williams. I have a poster of him on my wall. Yeah. Go find List of Demands by Saul Williams. That whole album. And List album, of Demands, the festival. Yeah. And the festival. And that whole album that uh, List of Demands is on is also pretty fucking great. It's got a song called Black Stacy. Fucking kills it. Love it. Love me some Black Stacy. Who doesn't? <laughs> All right. Except for Stacy Dash. Fucking Stacy Dash. <laughs> That's a Black Stacy no one likes. <laughs> At this true. point, she's a Becky. Yeah. Yeah. She was great in that Kanye video. But Kanye was great in a lot of his videos, and he's kind of a piece of shit now, too. <laughs> we were oh just talking gosh. about this. Uh, actually, my buddy Ronald Mattel has called it like a year and a half ago. People were like, Kanye did another weird thing last night. This is, I think, around the Taylor Swift time or something like that. And he's like, Kanye like, legitimately is going to have an aneurysm soon. Like, I think he's going to have, like, he's going to go yeah. crazy. And he kind of did. Have you seen the, re- the Snoop Dogg's reaction video? No. Yes. <laughs> Snoop was backstage at the Sacramento show. Oh, for real? And just, like, listening to Shout him Shout out to my hometown. <laughs> and at one point, he goes, I smoke weed. It doesn't make me act like that. I don't know what that <laughs> motherfucker's on. See, I have this theory. Trucker speed. I, yeah. I have a theory that Kanye West is undiagnosed, like, bipolar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For Just sure. because For sure. whenever, like, I link up some of, like, especially his albums, I feel like 808 is a downswing and, like, Yeezus is an upswing. Yeah. Because, like, Yeezus whenever. is his Coke album. Yeah, like, <laughs> when I was on, like, my worst upswing, like, when I had to be, like, hospitalized upswing, you go into, like, these, like, I am God delusions. Yeah. <laughs> and he made an album of it. Uh, I thought so, that's when you start reading a lot of Richard Dawkins and your I am God delusion. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. All right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> no one wants to hear about Richard goddamn Dawkins. Oh, no, not at all. It's just, you know. It was, it was, it was a book I, pun. I, I saw an opportunity for wordplay. And sometimes, you, sometimes, you know, you foul it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> Filed it right on out. Oh, God. I even but, got it. Yeah. Kanye makes a good uh, transition into what we're talking about. Yeah, that's actually, because that's... <laughs> this is the Fuck Your Heroes episode. Yeah! Kill I, all your heroes. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, definitely kill them all. <laughs> Mark David Chapman Jr. do not listen to this episode. Yeah. Did he have kids? Um, Probably. I don't know. Crazy people usually do, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some crazy The broad. dude that killed Kenny Genovese, Kitty Genovese had like a bunch of kids. That's right. And they're all insane, too. That's and then it. they all killed her too. <laughs> Weird. Time warp. What if they right? what if they went out of their way to kill her kids? Like <laughs> it's like some weird Hatfield and McCoy's thing, like their generation. Just a one side. A one side it's just a Hatfields. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be exciting. <laughs> Yay. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about Killing uh, basically Killing. <laughs> I don't know why killing him. Fuck your heroes. And this yeah. mostly came out because I am in a constant state of feeling like I have to defend people that I grew up as my heroes and I'm just kind of over that now. Yeah, it's getting really tiresome. It's tiresome and like, especially when you see people that just refuses to acknowledge it. Like, number one example, Chappelle is just on SNL. I love Chappelle. I fucking love Chappelle. He meant so much to me growing up. But like, nobody acknowledges that Chappelle does some pretty transphobic shit. Oh yeah, for sure. And that I'm just curious because uh, I only read headlines. <laughs> so, like, what was the specific? I know that he did say. What was the specific thing that he did recently that kind of 
that's been brought that brought into light because I know that he does SNL and everyone's like, oh, he killed it, he's back, and he said some weird kind of pro-Trump stuff, kind of that was like misinterpreted. Maybe See, that one I didn't look into further, like his like um pro-Trump, pro-Trump, but he Hillary didn't really shit. say any yeah. pro-Trump. I didn't stuff, look right. into that one, so I can't his, comment on it. The thing, the end of his monologue that. had kind of a. Well, we'll give him a chance and see what happens. Right, kind of vibe yeah. to it, which yeah. very different than go Trump, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. still kind of weird. But so the trans stuff was separate from that. Yeah, that was like several several different cases on stage, uh, and it's oh okay, yeah, or just like where it's like Key and Peele stole my ideas, and that's <laughs> yeah. like that, and it basically his basis on that was just like black guys with a sketch show, and that's like if I went up to like another stand up comic, and it's like you're standing up there saying words, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Adam's a white guy with a podcast. Even though he started his before mine, he ripped me off somehow. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, Chappelle's show and Key and Peele seem way different to me. They're yeah. completely different. Yeah. Like, Chappelle's show, I think the reason why it still holds up in a lot of ways was it was one of those ballsiest things that has e- is still has ever been on yeah, Comedy right. Central. Some of the best rich- written sketches I've ever seen, but like Key and Peele is very cerebral and absurd. Yeah. And it's very silly. And Chappelle was, a lot of it was commentary. And right. It was the first time I realized, I was in middle school when Chappelle's show first came out. It was the first time I realized that racism was a thing. And I'm from <laughs> Sacramento, so that's crazy. Yeah. That's the day I was born. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst jingle ever. <laughs> That's for me, too, since the day Vanessa was born. That's when I realized, man, just not sure about those people, man. <laughs> I thought they were good. Then along came... Uh, along retroactively came racist. <laughs> I got to make up for lost time. Like the exact second I was born, Adam just woke up in a cold sweat. And he was just like... Double Guatemalans! <laughs> what? What? What, are what? What a specific fear that's in my heart right now. <laughs> And they're worse if they've just got like a hint of Jewish. Uh, <laughs> just a dash. Aren't we all? A Stacy dash. <laughs> keep going. Just keep moving. <laughs> Move past it. No, let's all look at him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and one of the things I wanted to get from the two of you is like if you guys had any, it doesn't even matter if it was just someone you really admired in high school, but like I think everybody has that first moment where it's like, oh, don't meet your heroes. Yeah. Uh Adam, do you do you want you want to go first? I'll, I'll go, go first. Mine. Right. This isn't even that bad, but I met Hannibal Burris. Uh-huh. Uh, we did a cracked show, mm-hmm. and uh, Hannibal Burris was the headliner. Was this at uh, Westside? Westside. Yeah. It was a total fucking fiasco. Like they planned it terribly, but I got to like host a show that Hannibal Burris was headlining, so that was cool. That's pretty cool. And uh, when we were backstage, uh, some of the other cracked people had seen Hannibal Burris at the Just for Last festival in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And he did a joke about how he has Jameson on his rider and like really specific jokes about what he requests when he gets booked like as the headliner on a show, yeah. like what has to be backstage. And uh, so they were all laughing about like, oh, hey, shit, look at this. This is all his uh, like just like the joke. Yeah. And uh, we were backstage and I was talking to him and I was like, oh, like, hey, shit, Jameson on your rider, just like in the joke. And he goes. I don't do jokes about my writer because that's not relatable. I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> what? It's like, even if you don't do them now, like, you don't remember that one time. Because yeah, you know it wasn't one time. Yeah. And you couldn't just give, he could just give you like a ah, yeah, chuckle. Yeah, he couldn't just be like, huh, yeah. I get people saying like dumb shit about my bits all the time. And that wasn't like a dumb shit thing. But like, I know what dumb shit sounds like. And even they get a ah, response. Yeah. yeah. 
They'll get they'll get some sort of something. They get something. Well, other than that, was he like? Did he seem like upset with the general circumstances of the show, or was he just like he was chill? It was just this weird comment that he had. No, he was fine. Otherwise, okay, well, yeah. well, well, no, he <laughs> was fine, but he was like I don't know. He he wasn't the friendliest guy, but yeah. he doesn't have to be. It's not yeah. his fucking job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. But it was just that one thing. I was like, "All right, yeah, like, come, come on, on, man." Upper, I was trying man. to, I was trying to be like, "Hey, I know what you do, and I like it. I want to show you like my support." And he kind of just cut you off. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no, I don't do that. Cut me off, but also gave me a great comedy lesson. <laughs> yeah, don't no be jokes about your writers. Yeah, Those yeah. aren't relatable. Yeah, <laughs> unless we're talking about of the storm, then. Uh... Yeah, do all the jokes about the doors you want. <laughs> my friend, uh, my friend Don Takano has a joke. He goes, uh, "I would rather listen to the sound of actual doors opening and closing <laughs> than the doors." It's great. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I butchered it, but that's fine. Uh, I had a similar thing when I first moved to LA. I had like barely done stand up. Like this, like almost four years ago now. And uh, I was just hanging out at uh, Meltdown a lot because uh-huh. I knew that from podcasts. I was like, that's the place to go. Right. And I was hanging out back, smoking weed with some other like open mic nobodies. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, <laughs> and I met Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was it was Jim Gaffigan and it was uh, 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 what's the what's the uh, Bill Engvall. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of the, the most obscure of the redneck guys. Um, no, and then I met uh, one of my comedy heroes who I won't say the other person's name, but I will say this guy. Todd Glass is a I'm a huge fan. I've been sure. a huge fan of Todd Glass forever. And I like was like, I have to go up and say something to him, even though he's just hanging out because he just did a show here or whatever. And I went up and he's like, I was like, hey, man, I don't want to bother you. Just want to say, like, been been a huge fan of yours for a long time. And, you know, just really cool to see you out in person. And he goes. Oh yeah, well, you know what? I think I'm a little too high to drive, so let's like sit here and talk for like an hour. So like he like hung out with me. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that yeah, was nice. like the coolest thing ever. And so we were out there talking. <clears throat> he was doing bits where some girl came up and gave him a case of hint water. Have you heard of uh, hint you... water? Tastes like ass. Yeah, it's like it's like it was it was this like startup thing. It was it's like, like flavored water, ba- barely flavored water, barely like a f- a whisper of mint. Ugh. It's like a whisper of minty water. Or it's or like, like different flavors. Or... Yeah, whatever flavor it is, it's like it's basically water that someone dropped something in on basically, accident. Basically, imagine <laughs> if you like poured vitamin water into a pool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot like that. Hint. Sounds delicious. <laughs> and and this uh, this lady, she came up to him and was like, hey, hi, Todd. Uh, here's here's this. And he's like, OK, like just this case of water. And she's like, you know, if you could tweet about it. That'd be cool. <laughs> and he's like, all right. She's like, I don't feel good doing this. And he's like, oh, I don't feel good taking this. Like, it was just a really weird. And yeah. so people were literally from the show. And he was like, hey, motherfucker, take this goddamn shit. And he was just throwing <laughs> bottles out to people. And it was so fun. It was like a dream come true. I'm like, I'm in Hollywood like this. I'm hanging out yeah. with like my favorite comedian. And we're doing bits like this is amazing. Yeah. And then another comedian who was on the show, who's a notable podcast host. I won't I say his name just because Kevin I don't Smith. Want... Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> no, it was the other guy <laughs> from that show. I'm gonna was name it? people. No, I don't know. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't Joe uh, Rogan. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was Adam Carolla. No, I'm, um, I, I'm not even gonna bother. The, ch- the chick from Serial. Yes, that's the one. No, okay. it's the murderer from Serial. <laughs> Uh, yeah, re- regardless, the okay. regardless, he comes over to talk to Todd, and so it's a he. So I've narrowed it down. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay, it's a dude. It's a podcast. white male podcast host. So you know, you guys should oh, probably figure it I out. I got it there. now. It was Go Adam on. Todd Brown, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and he comes over to Todd, and they're talking. And uh, Todd introduces me. He goes, "Hey, this is Kevin. He just moved here from uh, to try stand up. Like he just drove down here from Sacramento, like six hours. Like it's like his third day in the city. Like, and he tries to introduce me, and he looks at me, and then he looks back at Todd, and goes." Yeah, I remember when I flew out here about 10 years ago, I was headlining show that night. 
What a piece of shit. And just didn't even look at me for the rest of the conversation. And I was like, I was just devastated inside. And I just was like, well, I'm going to go now. (laughs) Like, like super new comic. Since you're not going to say who it was, I'm going to say it was Jay Moore. (laughs) You know what? That's 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 a good placeholder. It's a really good placeholder. (laughs) For anybody that's anonymous on this podcast, just assume Jay Moore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Whenever we won't tell you the name. Like, if I say a woman threw a drink in my face, it's Jay Moore. Moore. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, Jay Moore, uh, his wife wrote that bit though so <laughs> it's technically you know that thing about his wife like writes everything for me oh yeah yeah it's well now annoying. his wife doesn't write everything well sometimes yeah. sometimes you write it sometimes i write something and then another comic that's right. takes it from me and gives it to jay moore god damn that fucking never meet your heroes jay moore <laughs> i did never i wouldn't describe of any of these people as my heroes but we did another uh cracked show at the improv once and uh camille nanjani was on it yeah rob delaney and Rob Delaney, Greg Proops, and Greg Proops. Oh, I love Proops is one of my heroes. See, sure. that's the thing. Um, I met Camille Nanjani before. Mm-hmm. Real asshole, <laughs> <laughs> just total fucking garbage person. And then went up and did this whole bit about uh, cracked and how wouldn't it be cooler to work for Mad? It's like motherfucker, Mad barely exists anymore. If you yeah. hadn't said that right now, I would have assumed. I would have kept assuming they didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, like they do like three issues a year. There you go. Uh, and when I met him, he was just kind of a piece of shit. But then I met Greg Proops after, and he was just the nicest fucking guy in Bubbling, the world. You have no idea energy. how happy that makes him. Yeah, yeah. he I was such a great dude. He yeah, was yeah. like really like, I just like went up and was like, hey, it's you know, it was an honor to be on the show with you. And he was just so fucking That nice. same night, like I was just kind of like standing in his, because I was. Yeah, I was you there. came to that Yeah, show, I came to right? that. And I was like standing just kind of in his area, not sure if I wanted to like talk to him or bug him. Like I wasn't sure what he'd react like, but I've, I've loved Greg Proops. Yeah. And I think he can kind of just like feel me slowly bubbling over standing near him. And he goes, Hey, I saw you in the audience. Come <laughs> here. And like, like motions yeah. me over and I'm just like, <laughs> like <laughs> you're so nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is better than I could have hoped for because yeah. Lou Frigno was fucking mean to me. <laughs> oh yeah, you uh, you were telling me about that earlier. What's that? I I haven't heard. Have, do you know this story, Adam? I've never heard this story from Vanessa. No, I know Jeff thinks Lou Frigno is a huge piece. That's of the shit. other. That thing was that one of the first too. like times Jeff and I bonded was when we both like around the same time made the same fuck Lou Frigno statement. Nice. Uh, and I think it might have been the same convention too, because uh, I was working for this horrible piece of shit sci-fi company uh one of the lucas film you you <laughs> hate one of the employees of that uh tiny piece of shit sci-fi company that hasn't ever done anything before uh an unreleased podcast uh oh that what? chick we're never gonna release that podcast <laughs> she asked that i never release it and uh, oh by the way she's a super trump supporter um, what if we just super trump support that sounds terrifying what is super trump <laughs> she asked that i never release it because she sounds like an asshole and like Oh, that's because yeah. she wasn't. She was. By the way, this uh, is for the Dragon Ball Z fans out there. Cock me, hawk me, ha! All right, cool. That's a. <laughs> All right, this podcast is over. <laughs> Turn off his mic. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be like one person that enjoys that. It's not in this room, but that's okay. We That'll be <laughs> Danny Fernandez. Yeah. Oh, cool. That. I'm just joking. She doesn't listen to my podcast. I helped her out with Hulu once. She oh, called yeah. in. I got her on the phone once when I was working at Hulu. <laughs> I was sleeping on the oh, bed in the Danny, background. Danny, you loser. <laughs> I didn't know it was her until she gave me her email, which I'm not going to say it because I don't remember it, but it was something uh, that had to do with Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, I think my girlfriend co-hosted your podcast recently. And she's like, what? <laughs> Never <laughs> met her before in my life, like just on the phone. But anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah, she's at the apartment sometimes and she gave me a cool shirt. Hi, yeah. Danny. Hi, Danny. Um, anyways, uh, that like they have like a... St- 
dumb small production company of films they have never been able to make. Uh, sure. And uh, I was briefly their PA, like right when I first got here. And we were at a convention and they kept asking me to go up to celebrities and give them their business cards and ask celebrities oh. to fund their stupid tiny sci-fi movie. Fun. Uh, Barking for an indie film is tough. <laughs> I <laughs> almost threw up in front of Peter Mayhew. Oh, like, no. They asked me to go give a card to Peter Mayhew, and I had Chewbacca as my ringtone for when my friend texted me, and the sound went off right as I say, like, if you would consider funning this piece of shit movie. <laughs> and I immediately, like, my arms just start shaking, and I just go, I'm sorry, and I just walk off. <laughs> that is terrible. They're like, you you go be the person that nobody exactly. wants to see, like, ever, like, or talk to. <laughs> it's great, though, because my career is going better than any of theirs, so ha-ha-ha. <laughs> 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 Fuck you guys. Fuck, um, <laughs> and fuck fifth graders, too. Let's just get that back in the yeah, mix. Then they told me if sure. I can get Lou Frigno to like plug it in a mini interview setting, just kind of like talk about this, this stupid is, movie you don't know about. It and honestly I, would be better to just be a sex worker. Like this is so uncomfortable. It's, so uncomfortable. it's the most uncomfortable, awkward feeling in the world. And I'm like, please don't make me do this. But I, I'm getting a paycheck. So I go up to Lou Frigno and I was just like, can, would it be okay if we just got like 10 seconds of you? And before I even finish my sentence, he goes, Camera photos are seventy five dollars. Oh, big dick too hard. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> oh no! And I'm like, oh, I didn't want a camera photo. I'm working for this production company, and they wanted to see if they could just get ten seconds, and you can also like plug all of your stuff in it. And then, like before I even finish that spiel, he goes, "Yeah, fuck off, kid. You're wasting my time." Oh my god! <laughs> I guess you like... wouldn't like him when he's angry. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> That's so bad. I'm just standing there holding a business card like in the middle of a convention like I got left at a train station. (laughs) Just so... In the rain. And then you'll never guess who like came to my rescue. And I'm pretty sure they never even released this footage because they're that unorganized with their shit. The fucking soup Nazi watched this happen from a booth (laughs) next to it. And he goes, I'll do something if you want me to. Oh. It's <laughs> just like, oh, my God. Super and then you me. take too long to ask. And he goes, no video for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, was right, I was wondering who was going to get there. <laughs> That's amazing. Super Nazi good. Lou Ferrigno <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Um, I don't know how, how much anyone here follows baseball. Uh, probably a wee bit, a wee probably bit. not much at all. But Greg Maddox, I don't mm. know if you've ever heard that name. He's one yep. of the last major league pitchers to win 300 games. Uh, I, I'm a big Cubs fan. I grew up in Illinois, and the Cubs, uh, I grew up in Peoria. They have a minor league team called the Peoria Chiefs that is like the first step in the Cubs uh, farm league system. So when I was a kid, I saw all of these players who went on to be huge stars uh, play like a season in Peoria. Yeah, yeah. And I would get autographs constantly because I was so into baseball as a kid. And every single player was either nice or just uh, pleasant enough that they were just like, yeah, whatever, I'll sign your shit. (laughs) Greg Maddox was the only person who uh, I got an autograph from him. And then I went to a game later in the week and asked him for another autograph. And he goes, didn't I give you an autograph yesterday? <laughs> what? It's like Jesus Christ, Mister Minor League Baseball uh, pitcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Jimmy Solani of the Anaheim Ducks gave me an autograph every time I wanted it on multiple items. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Like he's like his pen's running out of ink, and that's his one for the month. Like that's and all. That he's dude got. is like the Michael Jordan of Finland, and he gave me the time of day. That's ridiculous. yeah. I used to send letters to Walter Payton <laughs> asking for <laughs> autographed pictures, and I got a fucking picture every time. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's fantastic. But Greg Matt, what a piece of shit! I've never forgiven Greg Maddox for that. That's fair. I I, w- I would I would keep that in my craw too, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll make him pay someday. <laughs> this is the revenge podcast yes we're just formulating a list for a series of home alone style hijinks i have in a, all these people's homes i have and a, execution <laughs> uh i have i have a story that's it's it's related to this topic but it's about i met a hero of mine that was very nice to me and then something terrible happened within that setting to me uh, so it kind of works because I was. It was another when I first moved to LA. Jim I'm, Gaffigan rape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how I, I'm. I, I assumed if if Tal Glass can come out on Mark Maron's show, I will tell everybody that I got yeah. raped by Jim. I'm Gaffigan. I'm just trying to will a terrible story about Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> He's just, such hey, a good dude. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan. Just keep saying I the actually, universe will give it back. I looked into Jim Gaffigan and Mr. Rogers because those are two people that I absolutely adore, and I couldn't fucking find anything. No, Jim Gaffigan's great. Like he, Jim uh, Gaffigan and Fred Rogers are like. Wasn't the only Fred two. Rogers? I've talked to. Or is that a myth? That's a myth. That's a myth. I've talked to Jim Gaffigan on Twitter. Yep. We follow each other on he Twitter. He retweeted our show once. He retweeted oh, a awesome. show when I went to Albuquerque. I was like, hey, it's my first time traveling on the road. Will you retweet this? And he did. It's great. Yeah, Jim That's Gaffigan's awesome. great. Um, All right. So he didn't So let's talk me. about your piece he of shit. He definitely um, so another big uh, comedy hero of mine is Eddie Pepitone. Uh, he's sure. one of my favorite comedians of all time. And I went to his DVD release show at the Hollywood Improv uh, where he it was him and Todd Glass and a bunch of comedians I really like. And he's just sitting at the bar after the show, like pretty much by himself, just hanging out. People are coming by saying, hey, great job, like all this stuff. He's like, thank you so much, being very nice to everybody. And there was an open seat next to him. I just sat down to order a drink. And I started talking to him. I was like, hey, I don't want to, you know, if someone's sitting here, I'll, I'll leave. But I, I just want to say, like, I'm a big fan. I love the movie, like, all this stuff. And we're sitting there talking, have a good conversation. And this dude who's just wasted. <laughs> like, 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 you could smell how wasted he was yeah. from, like, far away. He comes up and totally just, like, he's not a comedy fan. He's like, this is what my girlfriend wanted to do tonight. And so I came here and got drunk. And she's talking to another guy right now. So I'm like, I need to do something. Right. And he kind of just bumbles his way into our conversation. He goes, hey, hey, I'm Billy. I'm Billy. I like your set. I'm Billy. And Eddie goes, oh, like, you know, still being nice to him. And he goes, and then, like, he keeps doing this while we're trying to have a conversation. He comes back, like, three other times. He goes, hey, man, I just want to say that one joke. It was funny. I'm Billy, by the way. And then he goes, I'm Billy, like, Billy the Kid. And I just kind of, <laughs> yeah, like, like in case he didn't get it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I go, oh, just like Billy the Kid? Like, just a total dickhead thing to say. And I made Eddie laugh, and that guy just, now I'm his enemy for the rest of the night because I made him laugh in front of this dude. And then so later on, I'm, I'm out, I'm kind of drunk, and I'm talking with a group of people. Some of the openers are out there talking, and there's some other patrons. They're all smoking cigarettes and talking. And um, I made a, I made some, someone made a cancer joke, and I did a cancer tag because we are all smoking, and then... He's who's standing in the group still, just mean mugging me the whole time. Right. Waits till my tag to uh, come out and be like, my aunt died of cancer. You want to fucking go? <laughs> and yeah. I, so he found his in to try to fight me. And then I was all I was all Psh, so many of my relatives have cancer, dude. Like, what are you trying to pull up yeah. right now? And then uh, I just remember that uh, um, uh, that was uh, after he tried to fight me. It got diffused, all stuff. He stumbled off. His girlfriend fucked someone else, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, yay. And then uh, one of the opening comedians on that was like, he's like, you're a comedian, huh? I was like, yeah, I can tell. He's like, oh, uh, 
because like a normal person would have just beat the shit out of that guy, but you were like a pussy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess that's probably the case. But that Sounds- was a, a, I met my hero and it was great, but bad shit came to me because of that. It was awful. Yeah. Vanessa, do you have anyone else to talk about? Do I? She's got a, li- a list. <laughs> yeah, Vanessa's been studying for this. Uh, I'll just go down through the whole list, and if you guys want to hop on any of them, sure. go for it. Let's do it. Uh, Gandhi. Yep, I'm in. <laughs> Fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> what a huge piece of shit that guy was. <laughs> like, the first you added to the list by me and Kevin was Gandhi, and then Kevin dug up Mother Teresa. Yep, yeah. Mother yeah, Teresa that's, was that's a garbage one that, person, too. That, that's one that I actually know. I don't know as much. I can't back up as much about the What'd Gandhi What did you find thing. out? Well, let's do Gandhi first. I think Adam wanted to get into Gandhi. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we've talked about Gandhi <laughs> oh, on the really? podcast before. Oh, yeah. I know Crack discovered, like, he was a huge misogynist. He was yeah. just, just kind of a piece of ha- shit. Like, too. really, like, young women, I believe. I, just a yeah. harem of underage yeah, girls. Yeah, he really liked underage chicks. And people are like, oh, it wasn't his frown upon that. Shut up. Yes, it was. <laughs> it still kids. was. It still it's wasn't. It was not. Kids. Cool. It's not cool. It's like Woody and Allen's old, too. And that's yeah. <laughs> like we figured out that that's probably frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck but only too. frowned, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 It's just a frown. Well, Rowan Polanski, like, like, that was one where they actually, like, he is exiled and still can accept awards in America through Skype. Yeah. And every time he's up for an award, like everyone in Hollywood's like, oh, come on, just come let on. him come back. It's like, <laughs> he ass raped a 13 year old girl. <laughs> Don't let him come back. Yeah. And if you do, fucking arrest him. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason we should give him an award at this point is for the second his hands touch the award. Handcuffs. Yeah, yeah a trap be a door. A trap operation. door should just open, and he falls through it. <laughs> what if it and just fights like, a rancor? <laughs> if it just transformed itself the second he held it into <laughs> shiny gold handcuffs, that would be amazing. Oh god! But it I'd waits, arrest everyone it waits that to way. do it until he gets to the airport. Just busts out of his luggage and fucking arrests. <laughs> time him time activated. That's fucking amazing. That'd be uh, get on it. Uh, uh, who who makes things like that? Crazy people do, I guess. Get on it, basement. Elon people. Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, where are you at, Elon Musk? I'm calling you out. <laughs> yeah, there's make a- awards arrest people. Somebody tried to get Elon Musk to save the Culver City ice skating rink by my house. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it on their Facebook page. He was like, "Yo, Elon Musk, I'm calling you out. Save this decrepit ice skating rink." He's like, trying. "In a few years, we won't need ice." <laughs> yeah, you'll see. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of people that I just kind of dislike on the grounds of them being shitty to women. Like yeah. Sean Connery yeah. was a huge fucking monster. Talks about batting them around, but Roy's just like, oh my God, he's so good with women. He's so charming. Larry King, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I don't I know think, about Larry. I know well, Larry John- King orders burnt toast and eggs in France. I saw so. I saw an interview with him a while back for uh, with Bill Cosby on, which obviously is like the big overarching theme of this whole thing. Don't meet your heroes. Yeah, uh, but like there was a thing, and it's, it, it went viral for a little bit because it was like a, like a twenty year old clip of them laughing about how you can drug women with Spanish fly, and they were like, "He's like, yeah, you just put it in the drink, and they want to have sex with you. It's great." And Larry King's like, "Yeah, I know what you're talking about." I'm like, "Ew, yeah. <laughs> that's Gross. fucking disgusting." But uh, so I just assume he probably parties. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he gets down. Uh, but the Mother Teresa one was uh, that she's seen as like this big, uh, like, you know, like patron of like patron saint of like caring and spreading like love and giving yourself to yeah. those who need when it was all basically a PR stunt for the Catholic Church to yeah. like, cover up shit. And she would health things were like not like there was no good sanitation. Like she no, would try her- to <laughs> baptize people who were like five minutes away from dying. Crazy. Yeah. Shit. Her, her main 
method of caring for people was Christ. Jesus will sort <laughs> yeah. it out. It was <laughs> yeah. conversion be right. before assistance. Yeah. 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 It was basically like, I want you to sign this lease before you drive off the lot into Valhalla. <laughs> yeah. As da- uh, Doug Stanhope's bit where he goes, uh, even your religious friends don't want to hear the word God in a medical diagnosis. It's <laughs> 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 like, so, yeah, for real. So that's one that that's and I think that one's probably been debunked pretty heavily. I think a lot of people have kind of. You'd be maybe, surprised. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. My high school graduation gave me a book on Mother Teresa and how we should aspire to be more like her. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. we just the second I got she just stage. was made a saint. Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? So, yeah, people are still, I mean, we still celebrate Columbus Day, Kevin. Yeah, that's that's true. We're a long way off from starting to shit on Mother Teresa as a country. I still (laughs) love Food Network chefs, even though I can't even really think of, like, more than three that aren't pieces of shit. What's what's wrong with Food Network chefs? Yeah, what's going on? Don't they just want to make vittles for everybody? (laughs) Yeah. Don't they just want to make the eats? The eats? Okay. The eats we eat? Let's go down the list of Nightmare Food Network chefs. So we've got Paula Dean. Okay, Obbs. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what did she do again? <laughs> no, I'm, jo- I'm joking. Plantation themed party <laughs> where she'd have them dress Everybody up. Everybody like gets little to penguins. say the N word. <laughs> it's a culture thing. It's a cultural thing. Uh, then we have Bobby Flay, so who's like cheated Klux on pretty much everyone he's ever been with. Bobby Flay looks like an asshole. Which restaurant yeah. is his again? Let's get a boycott going. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't remember. His. Mesa Grill. Okay, yeah, because I remember we, we drove by one, I think, and we were talking. No, we about drove by Rick Bayless's restaurant, and I said Rick Bayless is better than Bobby Flay in every way, shape, and form. That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> uh, Rachel Ray. Everyone I've ever known that has worked on any one of her shows says she's just an absolute fucking nightmare. Really. Really. Just a nightmare person to work with. Like, but she looks co- so nice on the Wheat Thins box. <laughs> yeah, she seems like <laughs> such a bubbly presence. I knew a Triscuits. Girl, maybe it was Triscuits. I, I knew a girl know. that was her PA, and she was like, it's a constant state of that, oh, God, what was that actor that played Batman? Christian uh, Bale. She was like, it's just a constant state of Christian Bale lighting guy. Adam rant. West. <laughs> <laughs> just like at a, no, Val Kilmer. <laughs> just, a, just a constant state of just, I will have your head. Everything, Ugh, like gross. just every every person I know that has like worked on either like her talk show or her cooking show. Is, you don't like, know what it's like working with, act, with with, with oh. chefs, man. That's what it is. Just you don't know what it's like working with chefs. <laughs> <laughs> Ina Garten and her saying no to that Make a Wish kid. What? I don't know. This she said one. no to a Make a Wish. I don't even know who Ina Garten is. The Barefoot Contessa. Oh, okay. I don't know what this is. Can she's you... bi- she's basically like a Make a Wish kid wanted to meet. <laughs> Yeah, right? Get better wishes. Aim a little higher. (laughs) So she's basically like Food Network's Martha Stewart, Barefoot Contessa, has been around forever. Okay. And this Make-A-Wish kid was just like, I want to cook with Ina Garten. And she said no. Didn't even give him a reason why, just straight up said no. So make that was her official statement? Was one the one word no? (laughs) (laughs) No official statement. Like she didn't think there was going to be, she just like answered the Make-A-Wish people no. And so the kid was heartbroken, (laughs) but Make-A-Wish was basically like, all right, just give this kid literally whatever dream he wants at this point because his last dying wish was just said to no by some like Connecticut asshole. Right. And so like this kid gets Disneyland dolphins, whatever the fuck he wants. And eventually, the, like, news outlets start getting that Ina Garten said no to just making fucking eggs with a dying kid. Yeah. Right. And so she, like, makes this big public statement, like, oh, come on, I'll cook with you now. And he was like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm good. And then died. 
Like, no. No, I'm just going to curse your pantry. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny if she did that statement. I mean, not funny, but morbidly funny if she had done that statement without realizing that he had, like, just died. And so it looked like an even yeah. bigger fuck yeah. you. It's like, oh, I'll oh, do yeah. it. Oh, what? You can't make it? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's that. Oh, lazy kids. <laughs> yeah, millennial. Fucking millennials. <laughs> Oh, God, the only one I can't really find that hasn't done anything, and I really fucking hate that it's this one. Guy Fieri's clean. Yeah, I mean, besides just being yeah. himself, he's uh I sometimes feel bad for Guy Fieri. Yeah, like, I do, he's, too. Like, I'm sure he, like, his food's garbage, sure, yeah. but some of it's probably not. His food's garbage, but, like, and I also hate the sounds he make when he takes bites into food, and I always watch yeah. an old grandmother roll her eyes anytime he says something slamming. <laughs> but he's just, slamming, a, he's just a guy in a bowling t-shirt having a good time. Did you ever see yeah. the video of him eating sets of Johnny Cash's heart before? Yeah. Oh, that's it's, that cuts deep. <laughs> it's pretty pretty tough to watch. <laughs> but yeah, the food what about what about uh, the guy who yells at everybody? Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, yeah. Is he is he clean? Super. All right, well, good for him. So he's just a dick. He's one of those guys that's probably way nicer when you meet him instead of yeah. like his personas. I'm a big giant yeah. asshole. I suspect Anthony Bourdain's probably really nice in person. He's a, he sounds like he's cr- like crazy, but like in a fun way. Like, okay. yeah. like, like he like his, has stories. So, so <laughs> he far, seems like he'd be an asshole to the right people. Yes. Yeah, because here's the thing. So far, I've only heard him like nice, but like a dick to the right kind of people. His bullying. Of Guy Fieri, <laughs> yeah, is so funny, but like it hurts at the same time, yeah, because it's like it's kind of unprovoked, but like fuck him for using some of the funniest wording I've ever heard, yeah, because like he'll be very snide about it, and Guy Fieri will respond like a very genuine, like, "Oh, you're being a bully, my feelings are hurt," and then Anthony Bourdain said something else ridiculous, and we laugh, and then Frosty Tips guy is sad, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what that just made me think of, um, and it's I actually in two different ways. One, Twitter bullying, and the other thing is uh, Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth uh, uh, is kind of like Guy Fieri. If he went like Guy Fieri, go, uh, when Steve Harwell goes Super Saiyan, he becomes Guy Fieri. It's basically right, right. Uh, and he got—I don't know if you guys saw—but uh, Smash Mouth got into beef on Twitter with the Oakland A's. <laughs> Excuse me. What? <laughs> I can't remember how it started, but the A's roasted Smash Mouth. Like whoever manages their Twitter account, they said something like, "They said like, well, we had a, we had this many hits uh, like in this season, and you haven't had a hit since 1998." <laughs> like some like fucking oh like roast god. joke shit. Yeah, I was like, harsh. "Oh my god!" I was like, "Do my friends write for their account? Like what the fuck?" But uh, it made me think of another thing. He should have uh, been like, "You realize you're Oakland, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right next to, like, right next door to a fantastic team. Yeah, <laughs> my see, that's uh, the, the when you said baseball. That's what my Giants is is my team, sort of. Like, no, nah, I don't care. Remember when they the played t- the Cubs in the playoffs yeah, this year? Yeah. Okay, go on. Oh, I don't. I'm not hurt. I'm not someone who cares. Like, it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> People will try to go. me thing sometimes he likes to that. watch. I will like if they if they're on. I'd be like, oh, I have something that I can kind of care about yeah yeah uh, the uh, the opposite of that being uh when me and vanessa were at barney's beanery and uh we left before they took our order because raiders fans are the worst people alive yeah especially now that the raiders are good yeah i know they're like they're like finally like they led so many fucking raiders chants during commercials yeah during commercials on the game they're just raiders like just sporadically like around i saw a fist fight in roswell new mexico at a Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> over a... Uh, that is the most white trash combination of words, by the way. 
Cowboys Eagles game. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! Yeah, it was fa- and it was a legitimate fist fight. It was pretty fantastic. Hey, it was just over the game. It was just yeah. Talk- it was when I was you talking on, shit. <laughs> when I was on uh, the Portugal the Man tour, we did went to Roswell, New Mexico on a day off. Oh yeah, I saw some of those photos. I looked awesome. And uh, at one point, the tour manager asked the cab driver what there is to do at night in Roswell, and he was like, "Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> gets pretty fun." <laughs> And that was it. That was like his only suggestion. So yeah. we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, and man. The game was on fist fights. It was fantastic. Oh, that's so great. Because they really like the Cowboys in New Mexico because there's nothing for fucking millions of miles around until you get to Dallas, basically. Yeah. Sports, like that kind of sports fandom. Like, because I like people that, it, I like when people enjoy sports, but like someone who's going to, like, like, I, there's two stories. There, do you remember the guy who got paralyzed at the Dodgers game, like, because he got, like, brain trauma or whatever, like, because the Dodgers fans beat the shit out of the oh, Giants yeah. fan? Yeah. That guy used to come into where I worked all the time. His, they, he was a paramedic who worked, oh, and wow. he would come for lunch at the subway I worked at all the time when I was 20. And then, like, we had, like, a collection jar. I was like, what's this for? And they're like, oh, you know that news story, right? That's Jim or whatever his name Jesus. was. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. I'm sure it started with, like, oh, Giants fan, fuck you, because, like, Dodgers fans are angry people sometimes. Yeah, going to a Dodgers game is like going to a gang truce. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're there and no one's fighting, but they might be in a minute. It's yeah, like yeah, it's really like, fucking The tense. air is like electric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's one of those places you go and you're like, where are the emergency exits? Like, yeah. where, how do I get out of here when the shit inevitably yeah. goes down? <laughs> yeah, Dodgers games are intense. Post-election, that's how I felt on any airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can True. imagine that. True. Yeah, I would think athletes are the one class of heroes you really don't want to look into. Ever. Yeah. Like, like Wal- I mentioned Walter Payton earlier. Total shithead to his wife. Like, just yeah. cheated on her constantly. Yeah. Uh, I met Ernie Banks, who played for the Cubs in the 60s and 70s, and he was fantastic. Uh, but athletes, like, they're... Ugh. Yeah, I wonder what it is about that, because I've noticed that, uh, for me... Uh, my my athlete thing was professional skateboarders. So like, and they were always really cool. But I always heard stories about like like baseball players or basketball players and like being dicks to pe- like the fans and yeah. stuff. I mean Ron Artest, aka Metal World Peace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they that guy has a don't meet your hero story for sure when he trampled through the thing and yeah. fought him in a game. <laughs> yeah, Jay Cutler's a Trump supporter. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I mean, is it the Patriots? Uh, Tom Brady and Tom Bill Brady. Belichick. Yeah, yep. me and Jeff. Jesus. Uh, I think it went up this week. We did an episode of the Monday show, and uh, we did a we do a segment similar to this called Idol Bashing, and we talked about the oh, NFL. Nice. James and, Woods. Oh yeah, James Woods is a and I loved him so much. Piece of fucking work. I loved him so much. He was my favorite Disney villain. Yeah, he was great in the Virgin Suicides. Yep. I everything he was in, I adored him. I like I. Every character he had, I absolutely fucking loved. And then now through this entire election, it's like, ah, oh, god damn it, James Woods, now I hate you. Who would have thought that his character on Entourage would be the most accurate? <laughs> Playing himself <laughs> being an asshole. <laughs> That's basically Yeah. Did you see Rob Schneider tweeted the other day, I haven't seen Democrats this angry since they freed the slaves? Jesus. Like, fuck you, you piece of shit. He unblocked Look, me recently. I and met I'm his get him kid to block and me again. Sh- I met his kid and she doesn't even fucking like it. <laughs> She didn't like me I because I was acid. a comic, yeah. and her dad's a comic, and she doesn't like her dad. Oh, my God. She liked me because I incorporated her song lyrics into a battle rap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I sold her drugs. 
Yeah, um, yeah, and you sold her acid. And then we got in the car with her, and her song was playing. And that was but, uh, <laughs> Rob Schneider unblocked me on Twitter, and I don't know how. I think it might have been an accident. Like, whoever runs that account, and I'm, like, determined to get him to block me again. Oh, yeah, do it. Because, like, the first time what happened was, and the day we met her, I so badly didn't want this to, like, I, I knew there was no way for it to come up, but, like, there's that awkwardness ha- hanging over your head. Uh, he's a huge anti-vaxxer. Yeah, he is. And I basically was just, like, giving him endless shit in front on Twitter. I got blocked by Justin Guarini around the same time, but Justin Guarini didn't deserve it. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> Did you make fun of From Justin to Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Uh, <laughs> that'll do it. Underrated film. He Go said on, something, Vanessa. Rob <laughs> Schneider said something about how I was, like, poorly educated, and I said something, like... And then he started ranting about people yelling at him over anti-vaxxing. And I'm like, it's fine. Just listen to them a little bit at a time, and then eventually you'll get used to it. Uh, <laughs> and then he blocked uh, me. <laughs> and then two He's weeks like, I don't later, understand that wordplay, block. <laughs> <laughs> and then two weeks later, I was at the improv, and they were like, we have a drop-in, so you're not going up. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's fucking Rob Schneider. Oh, God. And he just blocked me on the internet, so like I turned towards the wall so that he just doesn't see me because I didn't want to recognize my face. Oh, and he just unblocked me, and now I'm just like, you shouldn't have let me back in. You shouldn't have let me back in. I'd be in. like, hey, you should remember me from blocking me on Twitter. Huh? Remember how you blocked me that first time? Let me list all of the ways you're terrible. <laughs> Black Mirror ain't real yet. You can't block me in person, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore. Ignore. Yeah. <laughs> what a great episode that oh, was. God. I still got to get him to watch it. You haven't seen Black Mirror? I haven't seen the new season. The, he hasn't seen the John Hamm episode. I've seen the first uh, the season. Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the Christmas one. Or I, wa- I started watching. I drove to your house from Anaheim just to watch the Christmas episode. It was so good. And it was worth it. It was 110% worth it. It's really good. Well, technology outside is frightful. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we have anyone else to cover or should we get to comments? Dr. Seuss, Jeff and that's May. about it. Jeff May. Uh, <laughs> Jeff May. <laughs> Got a what lot to a say. piece of shit that guy is. <laughs> Just Dr. Seuss, and that's it. Yeah, let's yeah. Do some what happened let's with Dr. Seuss? Seuss? And do it in Super rhyming form. Super cheated on his daughter. Okay. Cheating on his daughter? Dr. Seuss. Vanessa, come on. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Seuss cheated on his wife. She mourned him till the end of her life. Uh, oh. She wrote him a letter. She did. It never got she better. She never got better. Uh, Until she killed herself with a knife. Oh no, it was disease. Damn it! Until she <laughs> killed herself with disease. <laughs> that, that's that, that's when Doctor Seuss was a slam poet. <laughs> oh God, I really did try. <laughs> All right. Things were kind of hectic. Hectic. Her body went septic. She could not. Would not with smallpox. She could not, would not. You motherfuckers! <laughs> I'm, I'm really sweaty. I'm sorry. This is what happens when I perspire. Oh, I thought there was another <laughs> fancy Dr. Seuss line coming after that. Well, I mean, no, that was just truth, bro. He can't help it when he spits hot fire. Ooh. You know, <laughs> it's a big world out there. It is. You it's almost a- think people wouldn't care. I want to rhyme with everything you say. I'm sorry. It's easy to feel like the things you say don't matter. But I want you to know that's not true. You're not keeping up, motherfucker. <laughs> we call this segment Your Voice Matters, where we read your stupid goddamn comments from the past few episodes respond to them personally. Ooh. Make something rhyme with personally. Uh, right. There it is. Yo, you think it's tough in the house, but it's worse in the streets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Yeah, I go multisyllabic. <laughs> Fine. Fade it out, Brett. <laughs> Love you, Brett. Okay. We have uh, comments to read. We're going to... Um, we're going to read uh, comments from all over the place. We normally just read them from uh, SoundCloud, 
but I have some pulled up. Let's read this first one. This is uh, another in a long line of Trump things that I get to say. I told you so about, motherfuckers. At 9.22 of the What to Do Next episode on SoundCloud, Newark, New Jersey, hood fucks with unpops, <laughs> says, want to know why more blacks and Latinos voted for Trump than you may have expected? Because we can tell when we're being pandered to, treating us like helpless little lap dogs and assuming we're going to come out and vote for them. Trump said, grab them by the pussy. That's how we talk. (laughs) You can take a step outside my house and hear someone saying some shit way worse than that, and it would be funny as hell. They were trying to scare us with all this destruction and mayhem that's supposed to happen if Trump wins. Who's that supposed to scare? You. Uh, Mexican immigrants, motherfucker. (laughs) We already live in that shit. I've been shot at and seen someone shot before in my life in a city that's been run by the same people for the past 50 years. Hillary's people. Most of the dudes I know that voted Trump voted for him because they knew he came on with his own money. Okay. And they knew he had people on both sides shook. <laughs> enemy of my enemy and all that. Mm. All right. Go okay. for it, Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, I'll let Vanessa take this one. Uh, scoot up and listen, motherfucker. Because if you want to talk Woo, wait, about... Can I, hold what? on. Can I just, can I just flavor flavor this whole thing? Fine. I'm right. putting up a ponytail because just saddle up and listen, you piece of shit. Uh I also come from a third world country, and I understand a lot of that same bullshit. Despite the sound of my voice and a lot of assumptions people hear, backgrounds are similar. And here's the thing. I understand your frustration when it comes to pandering, but grab them by the pussy is one of those things where you're just accepting machismo as a thing that's like a people of color thing and not something that's an issue that we all have personally. Think about how many LGBTQ teens can't come out between black, Latino, and most like people of color families because unfortunately and due to a deep underestimation of our communities, we we aren't even given that chance to educate ourselves about it. Like right. one third of Latino youths that identify under the LGBTQ umbrella experience thoughts of suicidal thoughts, not being able to uh, come out to their families, not having a support system, and... It's shooting ourselves in the foot when you say shit like, that's how we talk. No, that's how you talk as a fucking dude in your community. That's the machismo in your fucking community. How do you think the women in your community feel? Like, to ignore the women of color in your community and think that we're okay with that, you're putting yourself above them. You're assuming right. that, you're, that, that it's just you that matters. We've, I've had to deal with dudes saying shit like that to me all the time, and you think it's funny, but I was terrified when I'd have, like, old men following me down the street and, like, trying to grab my ass. So at this point, enemy, my enemy, whatever. You assu- Look at the people that voted for him. The people that hate us love him. It's not his own money. It's not his own no, money. No. It's your fucking money. Melania living in, the Trump, like, living in Trump Towers, that's going to be a million dollars a day to protect her, and that's your fucking money. Right. So, congratulations! You just instigated your own mugging. Boom! Pretty much. Bruh, bruh. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna do the white thing and just correct his grammar, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. Like, I understand his frustrations yeah. and pandering. I do because a lot of college students have a tendency to use like multisyllabic words and like very complicated, holier than thou, higher language, and that's a problem too. Like a lot of people that come to our community specifically, like whether it be like missionaries in Guatemala or whether it be like the people that uh, might go to like underprivileged communities, they have a tendency to like use bigger words and it's it's a very like haughty mindset towards like you're still acting like you're better than them and that's 
unfortunately where that mentality it's like oh they're pandering to us or they're talking down to us and it's people not realizing like you you sound like an asshole when you go to those communities right. and you you put yourself above them like that yeah, you don't win, you don't win followers by by condescending like, it's classism. oh you didn't know that women are yeah. people too well you're obviously a fucking retard and uh, yeah and, yeah, and like that doesn't, that we're doesn't all work. guilty of it i know probably through what i just said we're guilty of it but that's also a lot of it out of anger but like if you want to get communities like our communities on your side, you have to take a look at yourself and realize if you are being classist in the way you speak. Yeah. But like this is also idiotic because it's fucking sexist as shit and it's not even thinking about it's like you're saying there's a tier below us and it's women of color. Yeah. What a weird like the grab them by the pussy thing. What a weird thing to focus on. Yeah, I like that. Saying I like that's I, how we talk. In your defense of Trump. Well, we we all hate women, so I, yeah, they're all they're all property for us. So exactly. That's why I like that guy, and he but he doesn't pander to us. That's why I like him. I like that he's sexist and he doesn't pander to us. That's and my favorite. He doesn't thing. use his own. He doesn't use his own money. He doesn't use his own money. No. He he, he just uses he steals fucking mo- money he, and he steals money from people with fake college <laughs> and then settles yeah. because it's obviously going to go south if he doesn't settle and he doesn't have both sides shook it's only it's it's only for his fucking benefit at this point right like there this the checks and balances don't fucking exist anymore no we've passed that point we've passed that point that's the reason the whole goddamn festival is there in the first place because at this point it's communities taking care of communities because we know they're not going to do shit. Right. And it, uh, I talked about this on uh, one of the solo podcasts, but uh, another th- a thing I'm starting to see a lot now mm. is people like slowly coming out like, no, well, how can Trump be racist if s- he, he talks so much about the black community? And what people don't get is racism and racial tension isn't just the, s- the, the sole domain of white people. There's a long history, especially here in Los Angeles and in bigger cities, of racial tension between black people and Mexicans. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's not and it's not subtle. Like a- also Asian Asian communities yeah. and blacks as well. And if you listen like and if Latinos you listen among themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the one thing I played a bunch of news reports uh going over just that that exact thing in this solo podcast and the one th- the the thing that stood out is at the end there's a Latino community leader, a black community leader, and they basically at the end say, well, yes, there's a divide between us, but at least we can all agree illegal immigrants are the problem. And it's like, no, not really. <laughs> no, think, and here's, a, like, here's what I explain to people. It all circles back to issues of white supremacy. Racism in between the black community and the Latino community is sparked by white supremacy because what we're looking at is skin tone. We put a higher value on lighter skin tones. Latinos don't like other Latinos that might be more Mayan or more Aztec in history because they don't have Spanish ancestry. We look down at other darker Latinos. Like that's why you'll hear people call each other Mexican or Puerto Rican or whatever, because we're going towards the darker Latinos. Same thing with our racism when, because like there is a problem with Latinos and racism towards the black community and it all goes back to lighter skin color equals better person and Mm. that's something that is started by white supremacy right absolutely 
Meaning that if your skin was the most fair, that means that you were so well off you didn't have to leave the house to do manual labor. I think it goes back to England and then the white supremacy in America. The, the fairest skin means that you fucking got it made and you're better than people because commoners are all tan because well, they're out there shoveling shit. Not just that. that. A lot of us that are light. I'm mestizo. That means I have Spanish in my ancestry, so that's yeah. why I'm lighter skinned. No, I know. I'm saying that that idea oh, no. of lighter better is. I know. And like that's that's where it fucking comes from. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that's ingrained. It's not something that just popped up within us. It's that outside influence too mm-hmm. white supremacy has influenced the community of people of color and that's something that we base it on and unfortunately it's something that exists but if it's something that needs to be acknowledged and it's something that hopefully with acknowledgement we can use it to like forgive me for sounding like a folk song band together yeah just be, like I, every latino like gentrification rally that i go to my main thing is lgbtq the black community the asian community combating xenophobia like we require allies, but we also have to be allies. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, <laughs> isn't this election fucking exhausting already? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be a nightmare during Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be the worst. And the best part is I'm cooking. So if you want to eat, sit the fuck down, shut up, and let's talk about why trans people and trans rights matter, mom and dad. Yeah. So. All right. This comment is from last week's uh, Unpops episode, which was called the Casper Show. Uh, Prune Tracy said on the ConnectPal site, holy shit, Casper is amazing. Too much to hope for a Casper ATB Jeff May appearance in Chicago in 2017. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably, because (laughs) Casper is fucking gigantic in Germany, uh, and that would kind of amount to him coming here and playing crowds of 50 people with me and Jeff May. (laughs) That probably won't happen. Are you too familiar with Casper? I am not. Let's listen to a Casper song while we talk. I'm into it. This this song played at the end of last week's podcast, but I forgot to tell people what it was called. It's called Jambalaya. And uh, for my money, the best German rap you'll ever hear. Nice. I mean, he's the only German rapper I know. I was going to say, I know about one other one, (laughs) maybe. Yeah, Yeah, he's pretty fucking great. Let's see if my high school German can decipher I, I don't think you'll be able to. Probably not. I heard him say Alabama. I, sk- one, I skipped the week part. we spent on bars in that <laughs> class. <laughs> this is, we're going to do pronouns and then bars. He's so fucking great, though. He was on... He I was love his voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Casper. That's on an album called Hinterland, which you can find on Spotify. That is uh, fucking amazing. And he was on the Portugal Demand tour with me. And oh, nice! He, uh, like, he's gigantic. If, if uh, I posted a video on the Unpops Twitter where he was headlining a festival, and there were like fifty thousand fucking Jesus. people. Holy shit! But he did this uh, Portugal Demand tour in front of crowds of like 500, 1,500. Nobody knew him. And I he really want to still ask. fucking destroyed every nice. night. Any of the Portugal Demand guys where we went to that night, I sold acid to that lady. Right. Because that was the best poutine I've ever had in Los Angeles, and I really have to know where it was. Oh, yeah. What was the name of that place we went to? It was somewhere in the Arts District. Yeah, it was right around the corner from the uh, from where the party was that at. That warehouse that we were in? Yeah. Yeah, me and Kyle shared tomato soup with our grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah, and I had <laughs> shout out to Kyle. He's such and a shout prince. out to the idea of tomato soup. I had short rib poutine, yeah. and it was fantastic. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I need to find it. Was it poutine maintenance? Oh my god. No, you guys haven't been there? 
What? No. I know, right? <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna see if I could draw that he out. Reference? Did you just reference an obscure, an obscure mic in Culver City? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, it's also a term. Like routine maintenance <laughs> is a term, but that oh is also the name God. of a mic. <laughs> so I thought it would spark something in your. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Prune Tracy. No, we probably won't perform with Casper. But you're right; he is amazing. Prune Tracy's a great name. I mean, unless Casper wanted to do it, that'd be goddamn fantastic. Uh, get get Elon Musk to do it. Get Elon <laughs> Musk to get Casper to do it. Elon Musk, save the skating rink. We'll have a concert. Clang and M opening for Casper. <laughs> also from uh, the Connect Pal site, uh, commenting on last week's "You People Are Insane" episode, which was titled "Sharks, Bears, and Surviving the Purge." Yeah. Alex James says Raquel brings such a great balance to Adam and Jeff's existing dynamic, Aww. and she's so sweet. I don't think I've heard her swear once, and on. Unpop shows, that's noteworthy. Well, you're fucking right it is. Because <laughs> we love to cuss. <laughs> we like, so we like cuss words. I just noticed now that Raquel doesn't cuss, and I'm going to make her curse more <laughs> from now on. Make her say, make her say potty wor- words. Yeah. <laughs> make her say frown. Yeah. Frown. <laughs> but no, Raquel's great. You're right. And uh, she has been fantastic on both of those shows. She's on the Monday show and on the voicemail show. Nice. And uh, been a lot of fun. Commenting on last week's episode of the Monday show from the Connect Pal site, Bales the Wee Wiggle says, Cat Say Hey is my favorite YouTube video. What's Cat Say Hey? Ah, glad you asked because <laughs> uh, my response to her comment is me too. And let's watch it again since Vanessa and uh, Kevin are apparently not familiar. Oh, oh I've seen this. It's good. Hey. <laughs> hey. Bad girl kitty saying hey. 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 My favorite one are cats chirping. Hey. Or what's that noise that they make when Oh the cat the cat grumble? Yeah, it's like a chirp or a grumble or yeah, something. Yeah, like they go like yeah, it's my favorite thing on earth because there's a video of three of them doing that at a, at a window. Just yeah, it's great. It's usually when they see like a bird or something. It's outside. Someone described it as this is what the front row of an open mic looks like. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like kind of laughing like, eh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Trump for sure. <laughs> um, from the Twitter, Russ S. Winters says, been an Unpops listener since day one. Finally subscribed. Best $5 ever. Yeah! Yeah, you're goddamn right, Russ. Thank you for subscribing. We appreciate it. And if anyone out there listening still hasn't subscribed, connectpal.com slash unpopular opinion. Nice plug. It's a barrel of goddamn laughs. (laughs) And you should get in on it. Absolutely. You you thrifty son of a bitch. (laughs) The fuck are you doing with your $5? Donating it to progressive causes? The election's (laughs) over. We're ruined. (laughs) Give me your money. Subscribe to Unpops, but also like help out listen to demands. Yeah. 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 I mean that. But then after you've done that, just donate to the Unpops show at List of Demands. Funnel it all. <laughs> funnel it all to me. <laughs> For every subscription, donate it to, to shit. <laughs> the, the, the cause of shit. What was it? Subhumans in transition or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, Suburban, Suburban housing Texas. in Texas. That's what it was. For every for every subscription to Unpops, I will glue a little bit of my own hair to Kevin. And I, for every subscription, uh, on top of that, will. Fucking love it. <laughs> oh. All right, let's listen to a voicemail and then get the fuck out of here. Yo. Yo, 
yeah, I was just thinking back to whenever you guys were talking about Bruno Mars being the next our generation's James Brown. We did not figure out who our generation's James Brown was. You look at Bruno Mars right now and look at what he's doing and look at the way that he looks during interviews and the way he carries himself. I would argue not our generation's James Brown, but could he be our generation's Little Richard? Look at the expression. Look at the mannerisms. You make the call. All right. I'll be good. Later. Interesting. I don't know. I could argue, and I guarantee that I'm probably going to get more email about this than calling that other dude motherfucker. Uh, motherfucker. I think he's our generation's Michael Jackson. Wow. You think Bruno, Bruno Mars? Without the kid touch. I don't even listen to Bruno <laughs> Well, as far as we know. I mean, I don't, don't meet your heroes. <laughs> yeah, don't jump to conclusions. I don't listen <laughs> no, to Bruno Mars. I don't have his music on my iPod. But like the way that he carries himself in his stage presence and just how much energy he puts into a show, like just on showmanship alone, yeah. he has it. I would say there's yeah. less of an enigma thing about him to like, because I feel Michael Jackson, a lot of it, he was kind of an enigma yeah. on stage. But I would say a lot of what you're saying is I, I would agree with just in terms of showmanship and production and like just all what? around hype jam. Like, like I get where he's going with little all Richard. around hype jam <laughs> <laughs> on an all around hype jam level. He's oh, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I want to make sure it's as specific as possible. Like, what I'm I trying get where to he's say. going with little Richard, but like. When it comes to putting together a show and just really giving a fuck about the audience and just really bringing it. But in. then would he be more of a Michael Jackson or Prince? Because Bruno Michael Mars Jackson. Bruno Mars can dance and play the guitar. The thing is he can dance and play the guitar, but here's why he's not Prince. Uh, Prince's guitar skills weren't just like Phenomenal. I play the guitar. They were yeah. like one of the greatest guitars of all time, guitar skills. Yeah, and Prince so wrote. 500 million songs. He wrote life. a million songs, and I don't know how many of Bruno Mars's songs were written by him. And also, Prince did something that Michael Jackson or like any of these other artists didn't do, and that is Prince made sexuality accessible to women in a way that wasn't before. Yeah. And I will say it every day for the rest of my life until I die. Everybody else was like, I'm gonna fuck you. And Prince was like, girl, you can use me however you yeah. want me. Prince like, was like, hey, you wanna fuck me. Like, trust me. Yeah, yeah, no, trust me. Prince is why when I fuck, I don't get penetrated, I envelop. Like, (laughs) Prince. And Michael Jackson did that for kids. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Quincy Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Ardent Michael Jackson supporter. Which, uh, by the natural extension of things, ardent child molestation supporter. I mean, I mean, if, if you just, it's connecting the dots. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. That's how, that's how reasoning works. All right. We should get the fuck out of here. I would like that if he did say, I, I didn't, I didn't have sex with those kids. They enveloped my God. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me fucking lose. That's the worst thing They ever. enveloped me. <laughs> thank, I became them. Thank you. That was a good Michael Jackson on my part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That All was right. amazing. We should get out of here. Do we have anything to plug? Yeah, we do. List of demands. List of demands. Come. We talked about it a lot, but you know, come has, to that. Yeah, all of the, all of it. There's a lot. Of it. <laughs> come to all of those things. <laughs> come to all of it. Find me on Facebook. I'll give you a bunch of the information. We're planning this in ten days, so of course it's dribbling out. Uh, <laughs> enjoy your Thanksgiving. Go envelop someone. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving will be over by the time they hear this. Enjoy. Christmas. This goes up next week. I should have mentioned. That. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, so list of demands, <laughs> still still valid. List of demands. Oh yeah, it's, it goes That's up before that, the that festival. Envelop someone at foregrounds. 
Yeah. Just, just go to the Ed Pops show. Fuck in the audience. Yeah, fuck in December the audience 3rd, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. at Foregrounds. Hell yeah. Hopefully, Yay. all those people I mentioned will actually be there. Get a tattoo. Maybe we'll get that German rapper fella, Casper. Maybe he'll come through. Don't I? I I'm uh, I just, just the worst empty promise ever. <laughs> I am going to go out and do shows in Germany, though. Oh, not, nice. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. You can meet the German ATB. There's a German ATB. Oh, oh the yeah. DJ? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to kill uh, him yeah. while yeah, yeah. I'm out there. He, you know, I'm going to kill him and take all his merch yeah, he so hasn't I can <laughs> sell it for my own. He hasn't put out a cool album in a while. That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Pete, yeah, I, I remember someone told me once, you should get T-shirts printed that say ATB on them. Yeah. And someone did yeah. it for someone me. Andre, Andre Tannenberger. <laughs> That's the guy. <laughs> Not as, that's not as good as Adam Todd Brown. No, Adam Todd no. Brown's way better. Yeah, Adam Todd Brown is way better. Uh, my plugs just at KB Anderson Yo on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, uh, Bleak and Review podcast on iTunes and other things. Uh, it's a fun one. Uh, we just got a new studio, so the new episodes will have better audio quality. So yes oh yeah, that. you're recording out of Starburst. Yay! Yay. Uh, hopefully that's okay that we said that. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on. No, it's it's fine. Starburst uh, Factory. Yeah, Barsterns. We're at Barsterns. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so check out that podcast. Me and Matt Brousseau do that. And uh, come to the List of Demands Festival because Vanessa's been working her ass off and it's going to be really cool. Yay. Yeah. And also, fuck fifth graders. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, fuck fifth graders. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> Pete. All right. Uh, I plugged everything. I do like a bumper at the beginning and tell, but still, come to our shows in Seattle and Portland, yeah. December 11th and December 14th, uh, unpops.com slash tour to find tickets for that. And uh, hopefully we'll be adding a couple dates soon. Nice. And uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Adam Todd Brown. You know, follow me on all the things, all the places. Just look for me on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and connectpal.com slash unpopular opinion. Subscribe. Uh, help keep me in rent money. <laughs> yeah. Yay. How's Adam? Yeah. What? How's Adam? Not like how's Adam, but like how's. How's house. him? How's house Adam? House him. Oh, house. Yo, I got housed. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Say goodbye, Vanessa. Goodbye, Vanessa. You motherfucker. Say goodbye, Kevin. Goodbye, professional. See? That's how you do it. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street, I'm